Hello, I'm Dr. Charlene and welcome. I share simple yet scientifically tested methodologies to help you live the good life. I'm the founder of Neuroscience Institute where we have a lab and we do our own research on thoughts, emotions and behavior. We've also done some research with leading institutions including the Neuroscience Institute at UCT or the University of Cape Town where I published a paper with them where we looked at coaching or strategic leadership coaching and how it actually changes the brain waves of executives so you can go and download that if you would like to have a little bit more information about what we do you can go to my website www.drsharlene.co.za or if you're an organization that's looking for some interventions you can go to neuroscienceforbusiness.co.za so in terms of research you are in good la in good hands i've done um my book finally i've launched my book which is called discovering your amazing brain and there if you follow the simple steps that i explain in the book you will really be amazed at how your life is going to change so if you want to have a copy of that you can um, go to amazon.com or you can go to audience of one media and you can purchase it there so today's episode i'm going to discuss detoxing your amazing brain because you do have an amazing brain i will start off with what a brain detox is and what are the contributing factors and how you can actually detox your brain so what does it mean to detox your brain well a, de a brain detox cleanses your brain from waste products like poor diet bad sleeping patterns, toxic or negative thinking patterns, not drinking enough water, and then also lack of exercise. So these are just a few things, but if you really focus on doing this every single day, you are going to change your life quite drastically. So a brain detox is intended to help protect against neurodegenerative diseases and also to decrease symptoms related to poor brain function. So if you start today and you continue with detoxing your brain on a daily basis you are going to have really good brain function later on in your life and I would recommend that you do it so let's see how these aspects affect your brain think about this for a moment your amazing brain is always in operation it responds to your thoughts and movements your breathing and your heart rates your senses it works hard 24 7 even while you're asleep and while this is all being released, neurotransmitters, um, it restores and it also keeps you alive. Now, how would you know that you are in need of a brain detox? Well, the symptoms shows up in form of a headache, feeling tired or lethargic, you can't remember, you have sleeplessness, and you're experiencing brain fog. And that's how you would know that you need a good brain detox. But it's also good to get into the habit of doing it daily. So what are the contributing factors? I want to discuss five different contributing factors. And um, so the first one is, is your poor diet. So your brain, the most important organ in your body, requires a constant supply of fuel. Now that fuel comes from your diet and what is in your diet that creates that fuel directly affects the structure and the function of your brain and also ultimately your mood. Think about a day where you've really had bad food. You've had um, chocolate, you've had hamburgers, fries, um, and you'll really feel that your blood sugar is dropping or you actually in a bad mood. So food really has a direct impact on our mood. 
What does your diet look like? Is it high in sugar, including alcohol? Is it junk food or is it a high quality food that contains lots of vitamins, minerals, antioxidants that actually nourishes your brain? And it also protects your brain from oxidative stress. Now, what is oxidative stress? Well, it is the waste or the free radicals produced when the body uses oxygen. And this can damage cells, just like maintaining your car with good fuel. Your brain needs good fuel to prevent damage, right? Diets high in refined sugars, for example, um, promote inflammation and also oxidative stress. You would be amazed how much sugar goes into a hamburger or a packet of fries. It's actually quite frightening. Now, serotonin um, is a neurotransmitter that helps to regulate sleep and appetite, and it mediates your mood and it inhibits pain. And since 95% of your serotonin is produced in your gastrointestinal tract, your gastrointestinal tract is lined with hundreds of millions of nerve cells or neurons and it makes sense that the inner workings of your digestive system won't just help your digest food but also guide your emotions. So what's more, the function of these neurons and the production of neurotransmitters like serotonin is highly influenced by the billions of good bacteria that make up your intestinal microbiome. Now, these bacteria play an essential role in your health. They protect the lining of your intestines and also ensure that they, they provide a strong barrier against toxins and bad bacteria. You've heard people say you've got to clean your gut. This is exactly what we are talking about. They also limit inflammation. They improve how well you absorb nutrients from your food because sometimes when your um, gut is not clean no matter how much good food you eat it doesn't absorb the nutrients from the good food so you've got to clean your gut they also activate in neural pathways that travel directly between the guts and the brain i don't know if you've ever heard of the gut brain connection but it's real and so this plays a significant role in that as well. So multiple studies have found a correlation between diet high in refined sugars and impaired brain function and even a worsening of symptoms of mood disorders like depression. So if you are depressed it actually gets worse. So think when you eat. We all eat junk food, some people don't but I sometimes eat junk food but keep it to a minimum and just think about when you're eating junk food like take Take note of how much you eat of it and just to limit it to smaller amounts. The second one is bad sleeping patterns. Now, poor sleep has an immediate negative effect on your hormones, your exercise performance and brain function. Think about it when you didn't have a good night's sleep. You don't really feel like exercising or going to gym and you kind of like feel sluggish sometimes. So as an adult, you need about seven to nine hours of uninterrupted sleep per night and children need more. They need nine to 11 hours sleep at night. So sleep is a very important part of your life. Um, it affects many aspects of your brain function. For example, learning, memory, problem-solving skills, creativity, decision-making, focus, and concentration. And there's a lot of um, science out there that says you can skip a day or um, it all depends on how your body feels. No, you've got to have good sleep. You've got to get into good sleep hygiene, seven to nine hours sleep of uninterrupted sleep per night. And then, of course, children will focus better. Their learning will improve. Their memory will improve when they have their 9 to 11 hours uninterrupted sleep per night.
So sleep has three most important functions. The first one, your brain stores new information and gets rid of toxic waste. The second one is nerve cells communicate more effectively and reorganizes, which supports healthy brain function. And the third is the body repairs cells, restores energy and releases molecules like hormones and proteins. So the brain starts its restorative process when you are asleep. Isn't that so amazing? The third contributing factor is negative and toxic positive thinking patterns. Yes, toxic positive thinking patterns. So we all do this. We get stuck in a negative thinking pattern at times. Being in denial about our problems or challenges in life also doesn't help when we create toxic positive thinking patterns. You might have caught yourself doing this or you might be or you might know of someone that does this. It's you've just got to think positively. You've just got to think positively, but you never deal with the underlying issues. And as I've explained before in my other podcasts, you can do this by means of journaling to really get to the bottom of your thinking patterns. So both of these affect your brain and body as they release neurotransmitters and hormones in response to those thoughts that are counterproductive to your health and to your peace. So when your brain converts those thoughts into physical reaction, the likelihood of sickness and disease developing in your body is quite high. Number four is drinking too little water. There's a close link between drinking water and brain function. Symptoms include afternoon fatigue and depression, sleep issues, inability to focus, and also lack of mental clarity or referred to as brain fog. The brain itself, it's made up of approximately 70 to 85% water, and water gives the brain energy to function, including thought and memory processes. Sometimes people who fast regularly um, can actually enjoy water a lot more, and it gives them a lot of energy during the fast process. Water is also needed for the production of hormones and neurotransmitters in the brain. Since the brain cannot store water and you are constantly losing water through perspiration and other body functions, it's essential that you actually continuously hydrate so you'll be able to think faster, you can focus more clearly and experience greater clarity when your brain is functioning on a full reserve of water. Then the last one is lack of exercise is also a contributing factor. You don't need to be a fitness guru to benefit from exercise. I believe that this is mostly what people struggle with when they start an exercise routine. They feel that they can't get to a certain level or they look at the mountain. Oh my goodness, they've got to lose the weight or they've got to start getting fit. But actually just taking baby steps every single day and then getting into a routine is going to benefit you greatly. So regular exercise improves your cognition. Um, Exercise also helps to improve your memory and your thinking. The benefits of exercise come directly from its ability to reduce inflammation and stimulate the release of growth factors, like chemicals in the brain that affect the health of the brain cells, the growth of new blood vessels in the brain, and even the abundance and survival of new brain cells. So indirectly, exercise improves mood and sleep and it reduces stress and anxiety. I mean, think about the time when you go for a good workout or you go for a fast walk or you just get your heart rate up. You just feel so much better because endorphins get released. Now, problems in these areas frequently cause or contribute to cognitive impairment. 
brain detoxing can serve as a preventative measure, treatment and even a cure. It's amazing how the body can actually heal itself. I would say up to 80% of the time the body can heal itself. Now there are some ways to detox the brain. I'm going to discuss a few. You need to get enough sleep. Sleep is a natural way to detox your brain and also your body. Research has shown that brain levels of beta amyloid decreases during sleep. Now beta amyloid is a hallmark pathology of Alzheimer's disease. This is a great example of sleep being the natural detoxifier of the brain. Without sleeping enough, it becomes more difficult to concentrate like I've mentioned. Uh, to respond and your brain can't form or maintain pathways that let you learn and create new memories. So sleep processes your thoughts, it clears out toxins and it regulates your appetite. It's amazing. Consider an anti-inflammatory diet. High consumption of processed meat, fried foods and red meat has been associated with inflammation in the brain. Now, large consumption of these foods have also been found to lead to a rapid decline in reasoning. Now, I know we are focused on the human brain here and not on animal studies, but animal studies have actually contributed to a lot of the knowledge in science when it comes to um, you know, the brain and the function of the brain and the diet. For example, um, a study on rats have shown that rats fed a high fat, high sugar diet for eight months consistently developed impaired learning ability and negative changes to brain plasticity. And I mean, brain plasticity is such a wonderful thing that we have been given. We can change our brain. Then limit your screen time. Screen time has got a lot to do with a lot of things that can actually go wrong. Let me let me put it for you, to you like this. Studies have found that increased screen time, including time spent on cell phones, is not just bad for your brain, but it can affect your psychology, your thinking patterns, your sleep cycles, your behavior, shortening your attention span, and potentially encouraging violent or aggressive behavior. Now, cell phones are a part of our lives, I know. Giving them up completely would be nearly impossible. However, taking some time away from your devices will really benefit your brain. Excessive smartphone use is associated with difficulties in cognitive emotion regulation. It's associated with impulsivity, we want it now, impaired cognition function, addiction to social networking, shyness and low self-esteem, comparing ourselves to others. I mean, it's got like a, it's opened up a real can of worms. Now, there's another thing that's coming our way, and it's called the metaverse. Um, you can just go and Google it. But the essence of a metaverse is that um, it's based on the premise of virtual reality. So you spend more and more time in virtual reality. But reality is good for us. Spending time in the natural is good for us. Smelling flowers is good for us. Touching another human being, connecting with another human being is good for us because it releases neurotransmitters. And when we start interfering in that process, a lot of things just start going wrong. So find an exercise routine that you like. There is so much out there on the internet. I mean, you can really just have a gym 
um, a gym exercise routine from the internet on a daily basis. You don't have to join a gym. But I found joining a gym helped me with exercise and also just connecting with people and being around other people. This might not work for you, but as long as you find an exercise routine that consistently increases your heart rate, that's really good. Examine your thinking patterns. You know, the best way to do this is the old-fashioned diary. Write your thoughts down and then examine which ones are truth and which ones are lies, which ones are positive and which ones um, make you feel good and which ones don't make you feel good. It's really a good thing to get into that routine to start um, separating the truth from the lies. We also need to get into a routine of reaching out to others. That contributes to a positive way in your life, not just people who complain with you, not just people that are um, toxic in a positive way or think negatively. You've got to select people that are really good for your social well-being. Now, loneliness is not good for you. It's something that's on the increase. And I would really recommend you start connecting with people and start working on your social calendar. Connect with others. Connecting with others actually stimulates oxytocin and that's really good for you. So these are the ones that I have um, would like you to consider is to get enough sleep, to consider your diet, an anti-inflammatory diet, to limit your screen time and to find an exercise routine that works for you and also your thinking patterns, really consider your thinking patterns. In summary, I spoke to how to detox your brain, uh, the contributing factors that necessitates a brain detox and some tips on how to detox your amazing brain because that's what you have. You have an amazing brain. I'm Dr. Charlene from the Neuroscience Institute and thank you for listening. Remember to follow, otherwise you won't know when the next episode is out.